Nate Hertz is a missionary to the college at Fort Lewis. He's working for Master Plan Ministries. Um, he's very devoted to, to the, the serving of, of God and to speaking to the college students. And so that's a good word for you, students. Uh, I'd like to invite Nate to come forward. Thanks. Thanks for having me here today. I was homeschooled too, and so I'm confident that your education is not subpar, but actually you're going to excel wherever you go. And I found that in college, my homeschool preparation was excellent, and I thrived in college as a result of it. So I'm excited that you guys are going into college, and and whatever next phase of life you have, whether that's college or not, with a great preparation. And as I start, I wanted to say again, yeah, my name is Nate Herbst, and this is my wife, Erin, and she's going to get embarrassed that I'm pointing her out. And there's our daughter, Eliana, the the two-year-old, and then Kara, our 11-month-old with red hair. And last time we were here with you, we didn't have any girls, so this is exciting to come as a family. So anyway, as we started today, I wanted to say this is a great time to be graduating. Things have never been better. The future has never looked brighter. Peace and prosperity and security have never been more evident. And the American dream is alive and well. (laughs) Right? So, wait a minute. You guys think I was being sarcastic. No, seriously. I debated sharing statistics that would prove the point that things are not extremely hopeful in the society that you're entering as adults. And then I figured sharing those statistics is not that important because you guys are already probably convinced of that, right? And at the same time, we don't have a whole lot of time today. And I didn't want to discourage you. This is supposed to be a good day, right? So instead of that, I want to talk to you about something that not many people in this world have, and that's hope. Because not many people have hope, and I think most of you do. And that's something that will get you through life, and it's something that you can share with a lot of other people. So you're graduating at a precarious time in the history of the world. Having removed God from our society, our society is in a downward spiral, and the rest of the world is absolutely on fire right now. Things seem more out of control now than maybe ever in history, at least in modern history. No matter what side of the political, ideological, theological, or philosophical spectrum someone is on, I think everybody has a sense of dismay and disillusionment with where things are at and a lot of anxiety about where things are going. And looking at all that is going wrong, it could be easy for you to have a hard time imagining a bright future right now. You could be looking at the economic prospects or the job prospects or whatever and saying, there's not a whole lot of hope for me. And I want to encourage you that that's not the case. But when you look at the society that you're in or the troubles that we're facing without hope, you're in big trouble. A Scottish proverb says, were it not for hope, the heart would break. And if we didn't have hope, that truly would be the case. Mark Twain put it this way. He said, Lord, save us all from a hope tree that has lost the faculty of putting out blossoms. A lot of commencement speeches today will focus on the war, strife, confusion, failure, broken economy that we're facing. And they're not going to offer much hope. And I hope that this would be a lot different. I want you to walk away with a sense of hope about your future. It has been said that some see a hopeless end and others see an endless hope. And so I want to talk about that endless hope today. Hope is the ability to trust God and His sovereignty, His protection, and His provision, regardless of the circumstances you find yourself in. An unknown author put it this way, hope is putting faith to work when it would be easier to give up. And also, when the world says give up, hope whispers, try it one more time. Now, I want to kind of tell you what hope we have in Christ. The hope that we have in Christ is not based on our circumstances. It's based in something that's unchanging. You have peace that surpasses understanding, guys. No matter what's going on around you, you have peace. 
You have protection no matter the dangers of this world, a provision that's not based on the economy, a purpose even when opportunities seem bleak, acceptance and love from those around you and from God himself. A lot of people do not have that. I work with college students, and I see sad face after sad face after sad face walking across campus every single day. And you guys have something more. You also get to expect, for all of you that have a relationship with Christ, an eternity with Jesus in heaven. And I kind of want to pause right there and share the only true hope that I've found in this world. If any of you don't know Jesus, in him we have the promise of something so much more than this world can offer. The Bible says God loves us with an everlasting love, every single one of us. But we're sinful, we're separated, our selfishness has pulled us apart from God. But because of what Jesus did at the cross by dying and paying for our sins, we can have a hope of an eternity with him, of forgiveness of our sins, of a fresh start. And I want to encourage you, if you've never started a relationship with Christ, talk to somebody that you came with today and find out more. Because that's the start to what we're talking about. I think he's the only real hope. And so scripture tells us to hope in the living God, the Savior of all men, in Jesus alone, in his name, in his word, in his love, and in his grace, and in his protection, his provision, and the eternal life that he offers. That's a lot to hope in, guys. That's not something that's insignificant. No matter what's going on around you, you can have hope. Scripture also tells us that those who hope in God will find rest. They will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. They will be delivered. And they will have endurance to persevere. Isn't that what you guys want? Going into the next chapter of your life, Psalm 71.14 makes us an awesome promise. It says, but as for me, I will always have hope. See, no one can steal the hope away that you have. And we have this hope, Scripture tells us, as an anchor for our soul. When everything is trying to pull you apart and you feel like there isn't any true hope, you have a hope that's an anchor for your soul and that no one can take away from you. People around you will try to take that away. Your peers are going to try and tell you to live for the moment. I'm going to encourage you there's no hope there. It's a false hope, and it will not satisfy The new atheists, and probably for any of you that go to college, your future professors, will try to talk you out of hope. I want to encourage you, don't be talked out of hope. You have a hope that's secure. Don't let yourself be talked out of it. People will try to find hope in money, degrees, careers, relationships, drugs, alcohol, gambling, the internet. Do you know that up to half of young people today think that their online life is more satisfying than their real life? It's a world without hope, right? Where people are turning to anything that they could find hope in. And we have real hope. All that leaves us empty. We call it the five C's. Cash, cars, careers, condos, cuties, right? Those five C's always come up empty. And they don't satisfy us. And they don't give us true hope. Psalm 65.5 tells us that God is our only hope. That he is our only hope and that he is the hope of all the ends of the earth. And Psalm 25.3 says that no one whose hope is in him will ever be put to shame. So, what is hopelessness? I kind of wanted to define hopelessness and a little bit about how we can get out of a hopeless state. Hopelessness is a quagmire of weaknesses, fear, insecurities, anxieties, and burdens that drown someone in despair. And there are some paradoxes here when we deal with these issues. Weaknesses are not beaten by getting stronger, but rather by getting weaker. Fears are crushed by fearing more, And this will all make sense in a minute. Insecurities are relieved by losing securities. Anxieties are overcome by giving up control. And burdens are lessened by taking on a burden. Now here's what I'm talking about. Weaknesses aren't corrected through getting stronger. 
but rather by dying to myself and allowing him to live his life through me in the power of his Holy Spirit. Fears are not crushed by fearing less, but rather by fearing more, by fearing God so that nothing else can bring fear to me. Insecurities are not relieved by gaining a confident self-esteem, but rather by losing myself in him and gaining an esteem that's found in him and the purpose that he's created me for. Anxieties which are at their core, a fear of losing control, are not relieved by gaining more control, but rather by casting all those anxieties on him, by being okay with not having control and realizing that he is in control. John Piper put it this way. He said, anxieties must be cast, not carried. And they have to be cast in prayer, guys, daily. So when you feel that hopelessness, when you feel those anxieties, go to him and cast those on him, realizing that you have hope that nobody else has. Burdens, it turns out, are not relieved by getting rid of them, but rather by taking on a different burden. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight: Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. That's something that not many people have around you. Rest, peace in their soul. Life isn't found in finding it, but in losing it. Ultimately, hopelessness isn't overcome by finding hope in every circumstance, because a lot of circumstances seem very hopeless. But hope is found in finding hope himself, God. And in him, there's hope regardless of circumstances. So scripture tells us that when things seem hopeless, and they will seem hopeless at times, guys, be strong and take heart. Hold unswervingly to the hope that you have because God is faithful. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, and content in any situation. Because in him, you can be content regardless of the situation. Scripture tells us that knowing that there is surely a hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. God personally promises each one of you here today, this is good, those who hope in me will not be disappointed. If you hope in him, you will not be disappointed. Scripture tells us that hope does not disappoint us. It purifies us, lives in us through Jesus, gives us faith, love, joy, and confidence, and that hope makes us very bold. So when the whole world around you is living in fear and insecurity, because of the hope that you have, you can be very bold. That's an exciting thing that not many people have. We know that there are going to be times that seem hopeless. And I want to talk to you a little bit about Israel when they were in exile under Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. This seemed extremely hopeless. Right? They were being governed by another king. They were in slavery to this person. Their freedoms were gone. Their rights were gone. And in that situation, God gave probably one of the greatest messages of hope that this world's ever heard. He said, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. And that's the hope that you guys have. Even if the situation seems bleak, you have a hope that he will prosper you and not harm you, that he has a future for you, regardless of what it looks like. Romans 8.28 is true when it says that God will work all things around for the good of those that love him. That is something you can count on. So before Christ, you were separate from him, guys. You were excluded from his family. You were without hope and without God in the world. And you are grieving like the rest of the world, Scripture tells us, who have no hope. But in him you have real hope that few others have. Now, Scripture tells us something really cool. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. See, each one of you have a hope that not many people have. And I want to encourage you to share that with people. Because you're going to cross paths with people that need hope. And you have hope. And I would encourage you to share that with them. So you have a hope that is secure no matter what circumstances you find yourself in. Again, I'm going to repeat this. Unconditional hope that's not based on circumstances, guys. You have peace that surpasses understanding. 
protection no matter the dangers of this world, provision regardless of the economy, a purpose even when opportunities seem bleak, acceptance and love from those around you, and forgiveness when you fail. You guys have the hope of an eternity with God in heaven that no one can take away from you. And with that hope, I want to say that your future is truly bright, right? Regardless of what you're seeing in the news, your future is very bright, guys. With that kind of hope, you really can change the world. Last time I was here, I encouraged the graduating seniors that it is for this time in history that God has put you here to make a difference, guys. You're not here for some insignificant reason. You're here to change this world and to turn it upside down. And with this hope being the foundation and the anchor for your soul, you really can make that difference and turn this world upside down. My prayer for you today is what Paul prayed for the Ephesians in chapter 1, verses 18 through 19. He said, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. And I wanted to close with Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm so excited that I got to share this awesome day with you. I hope that you'd live the following years of your life with more hope than anybody around you guys. So congratulations, and thanks for having us.